What is going on, everybody? This is Nazdarachi coming back at you with episode 19 of Dragon Ball Legends podcast. Doing the quick audio check. So everyone in chat, reply. Let us know if you can hear me, if you can hear everybody else. If there's any problems, just let me know. I'll be checking out chat. Palmzor should be good to take the floor. Hey, thanks, Nas, and welcome back, everybody, to episode 19 of the 5-9 Gaming Dragon Ball Legends podcast, Nosebleed or No Teeth. And uh, before we start, the usual thing, make sure to check out all our social medias. We have a lot of them, uh, so just type exclamation mark link tree in the chat and you will be finding all of them. TikTok, Twitter, Reddit, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and the likes. And uh, before we go to the topics, today's guests are Brad. What up? We have Dragon Ball Joe. Hello, governor. Hello, hello, hello. We have Goresh, the homie. What's going on, everybody? We have our beloved bum producer, Nastaraji. What's going on? But you do have... Case, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, you're the bum. You're the bum. We are joined by Professor Sensei. Hello, hello. And Super Saiyan 3, Ryuden. What's going on, guys? So today's topics are, of course, the Dragon Ball Saga banner that dropped today. We're going to talk about the new units. We will talk about the future Trunks Zenkai, the revamp 21 event, uh, the Try to Surpass Me event revamp that just started today. And there was a one. Th today's the thousandth day of uh, Dragon Ball Legends, so we're going to talk about uh, the campaign. And with that said, uh, we're going to just take way over to the first topic, which is the banner. Nazrachi, did you pull, and do you think it's worth pulling on that one? Uh, I did not personally myself know. I sat and watched as Goresh and Truth pulled on it. And my honest input is the banner itself is actually relatively good. I think Boo Tanks is really the only thing you're wanting to avoid here. I mean, unless you already have the Zenkai characters like fully maxed out or anything like that. Everything else is pretty solid. And the fact that the banner itself has guaranteed sparking multis on it is also a really cool thing that they... I don't know of a previous time other than like through tickets where a brand new banner with brand new characters on it was guaranteed sparking multi. So I don't know if that's something they're just trying to establish now to be like a feature of this Legends All-Stars banner or if maybe we'll start seeing that more frequently across lots of other banners as well. Um, with that being said, I myself don't run the Dragon Ball Saga nor do I really need any of these specific characters that are on the banner for any of my teams. I think uh, the Cooler and the Vegeta would be the two characters I personally would want the most. So I am um, skipping this one. Um, I have a backlog of a couple Zenkai characters I could work on, so I personally didn't summon. Um, I Again, via watching others summon, I'm sure Garage could give a little bit better input on this, but... It seemed like lots of the other units were dropping besides the new ones, despite it being guaranteed sparking. And he had an even tougher time chasing after the EX Master Roshi. So, with that being said, I think this banner is um, very much only if you want to run the Dragon Ball Saga, or if you really are trying to pick up maybe some of these hybrids or movies units. Outside of that, I probably would recommend that most budget players probably skip this one also i mean that's just my two cents yeah the one the one thing i'll add is it is the banner is guaranteed sparking but the 10th slot is the guaranteed slot and you can actually um show the rates on the banner itself like the the specific rates for the 10th guaranteed slot 
the rates of the new units do not go up. They're still 1%. Um, the only uh, rates that go up are the other sparkings in the banner. So you're guaranteed to get one of the other sparkings um, at a higher rate. I think it's like 13% for each one. So if you guys play Dokkan, think of it like the 10th slot in that game where, yeah, the 10th slot is a guaranteed sparking, but you know, 99% of the time you're going to pull an old sparking. So they've done a little bit of funky tinkering behind the scenes so that it appears that it's a really good deal. And honestly, it probably is a really good deal. Yeah, it still is players, a good deal. But yeah. it's not weighted towards you actually getting something new, basically. Yeah, it still is a good deal because obviously, like, Cooler, Vegeta, and I would even argue that the, the Trunks and Goten are, are really good pulls. Yeah, actually, really the Boo Tanks is the only thing you really want to avoid, it seems. Oh, yeah, you do not want him. Boo <laughs> Tanks is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny is uh, when Nas was pitching the banner, when you started with Boo Tanks, I thought you were going to say he's a, he's a, one of the reasons you want to summon on this banner. I'm like, oh, that's an interesting twist. Much like the biggest Boo Tanks fan in the world or something, though. No. <laughs> Alternatively, he's like one of the only reasons why you wouldn't want someone on this banner. I'm a Bootanks fan, though. I was so hurt when they did him dirty like that. Yeah, no, the actual character himself I have no problem with, but this one in this particular Dragon Ball Z game is not good, but for maybe like 20, oh. 30 seconds, and that's it. And I was so hyped for him to get released, though. It was a shame what they did to him. Yeah, I figured he would have been like an EX on like Buhan's banner or something, but no, they just waited and released them way out of order. Like, way out of order. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, again, free-to-play players, skip. Uh, Hyper-premium players that want to collect everything, there's value here to be chased after, should you not care about the budget that you would need to spend to perhaps find the value you want but it is here and again uh free-to-play players i would highly advise skipping because look there's there's another caveat to this right which is something we're gonna full circle swing back to later in the podcast they just released an announcement that you do the vegeta event and you get uh, the tickets with the question mark on them which are basically guaranteed sparking summons for the next banner that's upcoming so they're basically already teasing that another banner is coming and giving you tickets towards summons for it. If that banner turns out to be high value, arguably it'd be better to save your crystals and then summon on that banner because you already have a head start with the tickets. Maybe you end up pulling the unit. Maybe you can end up getting them six stars because you're a free-to-play player. You get all the tickets. You get lucky. And then you throw a couple extra free-to-play crystals into that banner this banner may still be open because it says the end date's not till what march 9th so this banner might still be around once the next one is teased so again you can levy your decision as to which banner would be more valuable for you to summon on so i think patience for the free-to-play players on this banner is the way to go something else i'll add quickly is that you just want to prioritize Zenkai's over this banner. Like Le Legends All Star banners are are fun, I guess, because the missions for the new characters. But just to do the Zenkai first. Like do all the Zenkai's first. That's your priority number one. It's the most value for your crystals by far. The missions for the Zenkai characters are pretty ridiculous. Um, but once you do that, if you have some crystals left over, maybe think about it. But I would still prioritize Zen Zenkai's and then step ups over a banner like this. Because these guys will come back, right? But these guys will come back on a step up that will have more value than this banner does. Yeah, I mean, just like the docs, right? They came back right. on 
on the step ups and uh i mean that that was also something that i was surprised with because every other legends all-star unit is on his banner but not the doggos um i don't know if they didn't fit a theme or something but then again bootangs and the gohan also don't really fit the theme and neither do dkp and bardock but i guess they kind of had to sweeten the pot a little bit in order to you know make people summon for them that maybe would need one more star on their dkp to run him on region with zenkai or whatever and for me right. I, went, I think i get did nine thousand chronos and i pulled each unit once and then i just got the missions and six start the two sparkings and that was it so i guess i got pretty lucky Though I have to say that the Goten and Trunks banner was by far the one that treated me the best, where I pulled both units in the first two multis and I just could get out with 6k. Yeah, I mean, there's not too much more to say about it. I mean, this all-star banner is the one that essentially, I guess, replaced the Legends Rising format for now, or Ultra Space Time Summons, or maybe a hybrid of both, and generally those banners were <clears throat> more of a like a premium benefit for those players that don't really have to budget and save their crystals right usually they're always skippable for for the free-to-play players in most cases and this is not too much different this one right here i mean the, <clears throat> the entire dragon ball saga which again we'll get into more of this when we dive into the characters but it's a team that's very limited. I mean, it's going to be very heavily based around Zenkai DKP and Zenkai Kid Goku. Then probably these two new units here. Very heavily focused around manipulating Dragon Balls. <clears throat> um, like stealing them, destroying them, creating them for yourself. So if that's not really a team or a playstyle that you're interested in, it's all the more reason to skip and just wait and see what, see what else is coming. That's uh, I agree with that, and uh, with that we can lead over to our first new unit, Goresh. Uh, I saw that you already uploaded a showcase of Launch. How did she fare? Is is she valuable at all in this meta? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a few things you could talk about with Launch. Uh, number one, she only has one, I guess, real tag, which is girls, and then she's obviously on Dragon Ball Saga. And uh, the reason why I think they gave, this also goes for Yamcha as well, the reason why I think they gave the new characters the Z abilities that they did is because they want you to be able to run them on not only the Dragon Ball Saga team, but also on the color teams. So for launch, it would be red, red, green, or I guess purple, purple, red. Um, but she seems pretty good as like a subunit to a team. She gets like a ton of blast damage every time she uses a blast card. So similar to full power Super Saiyan 4 Goku, I think she gets 30% for 10 counts. Um, she also reduces enemy sustained damage cut. And uh, whenever an enemy switches in with her on the battlefield, she does also get um, the, in the infliction of two sub counts to the enemy. The one thing I will say from her that I really like a lot is the fact that she gets two times card draw speed for five counts when you vanish. Because if you PV somebody with her, that's going to pretty much force them to switch. And then that activates the two sub counts. And then like it starts, you know, it starts like the domino effect of like the, the enemy just being screwed after a while. Um, she also does reduce damage received by 35%, but it felt like in my showcase, obviously I used to at two stars, but, you know, her versus, like, a lot of these top-tier Zenkai units at Zenkai 7, she still gets shredded at two stars, obviously. So this is, like, you know, sort of a, a running theme that we see with these new units where it's, like, at low star levels, they're just going to be completely outmatched by Zenkai units. Even though she gets 35%, you know, reduced damage received, it's, <laughs> it doesn't, it's not nearly enough. Um, her green card is interesting because it sort of reminds me of the blue Bulma, the original blue Bulma, where she would switch out 
and give uh, your your allies like some buffs. I think it's what fifty key and like some damage inflicted, um, and then also some other effects as well. So if you have one, uh, oh, wait, yeah. So I'm just looking at the thing here. The following effects also occur based on the number of defeated battle members. If one or more battle members defeated, you restore ally health by fifteen percent, which is unlimited amount of times, which is pretty damn good. Fifteen percent health to all allies on a green card. And then if she's the last member alive, she restores her own vanish engage fully three times. So I don't know if that necessarily makes her a good last stand unit, but it definitely helps if you're, you know, fighting, I don't know, uh, let's just say you're fighting like a father son coming out Gohan as the last man standing. Then you can just restore your vanish three times if you get three green cards. And then I guess the last thing to note as well is that her special move does have faint. So that's fun. But yeah, she seems pretty good. Um, you know, Dragon Ball reduction by three on the main ability is sort of fits into the theme of Dragon Ball Saga units manipulating yeah. Dragon Ball count. I think if you run her, Demon King Pickle, and Yamcha, you can actually destroy seven Dragon Balls that the enemy has. So that's pretty fun. Damn, I see a pattern there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what I referenced earlier that th this whole Dragon Ball team is structured around manipulating Dragon Balls. You know, go figure. Fun. Dragon Ball team messes with Dragon Ball, but that's I like that because yeah. it's it's something different that not, like not a lot of other teams can do, right? No, you have like one or two yeah. other characters, like like the Red Frieza who can steal them with his green yeah. card. But this whole the team is centered, yeah, this whole team is centered around that. So, like potentially other than the Kid Goku, every character you bring could be one that influences Dragon Balls in one way or another. So it's pretty neat. Yeah, the meme, there's the not meme, too much to... Oh, no, go gonna, ahead. I was going to say quickly, the meme continues of every unit getting card draw speed, but Gojuda Blue. <laughs> yeah, but in this case, you get level yeah. two. Yep. It's double whammy. But yeah, like like everyone touched on, the I think her last stand green card thing is pretty fun. I think uh, her passive also mentions that if she vanishes, not only does she get the level two card draw, but she also gets um, a green card, which obviously feeds into that little last standedness stuff. But... That's such a super situational thing to be in that uh, obviously you don't want to bank on that. But she is fun. Uh, her blast damage stacking is pretty crazy. So obviously at all units benefit quite a bit at higher stars, but that 30% for sure, she's going to be pretty scary at very, very high stars. Yeah, one of the underrated thing I think about her is the fact that she draws a blast card when she switches in, which again is like her kit actually, if you look at it, is really similar to full power Super Saiyan 4 Goku because he also draws a blast card when he switches in. He also gets a lot more damage when he's a blast card. So, you know, there's like a little bit of a, a parallel going on there between those two units. And uh, something else to note about the green card too is that if since it restores 50 key, I believe once you use it, if you switch into like Demon King Piccolo, who gets key on switch in, I think you just like basically get full key yeah. right <laughs> so it's pretty good yeah and then also dkp has card draw speed when you swap into him yeah which like i right now i run i'm running regen and i'm just loving this dude to to death i think that this this uh dkp with yamcha and launch is probably such a super fun team but i'll probably only try it out next season which i guess uh brings us to yamcha rayudan have you i think you also did a showcase on him right yeah i uh I think he's all right. I'm a, I'm a fan of units where, you know, main ability gives him sub count because it lets you do like a bit of a double whammy. You stop time, which is super strong, and you get your vanish back, which can throw off your opponent. Um, but kind of like launch, I mean, they're 
good, I suppose, but they're not going to be outstanding, overwhelming. Z ability works the same way in that he's going to be prioritizing all his first level is going to be buffing up uh, green and then yellow, which is the first, a green plus yellow, um, which is pretty cool. But the only thing is, is I'm a little bit upset that they made all, both of their Z abilities buff Dragon Ball Saga at six stars, considering that's they were already limited in tanks, especially Yamcha. Yamcha has nothing. He needs Dragon Ball Saga, so for them to kind of shoo it away and hide it at 6 stars is a little bit disappointing. Um, but otherwise, Z ability is obviously very strong, but I mean, they're great units, but they're not going to be meta-defining. They're not going to be overwhelming. They're welcome for Dragon Ball Saga, because if you do get them at 6 stars, the Z ability is extremely strong. But uh, there's nothing too crazy to say about the units, in my personal opinion. I think they're great. They have very nice kits. I love the Vanish Restore. He kind of feels like hit in a way in that yep. strike-oriented, high crit chance, high crit damage. Blast attack is essentially non-existent. But at least for Yamcha, he doesn't have to wait a little bit of timer counts in order to get all his buffs like hit does. He's kind of just ready full speed right when he drops in. So he's good. Not overwhelming. Welcome for Dragon Ball Saga. Sucks is the ability, ability for Dragon Ball Sagas at six stars, but otherwise... I don't know. I guess the cards, I shouldn't uh, fail to mention that. The young crit rate the, for two timer counts is really, really good as well. Just feeds into Yamcha's kit. But uh, yeah, I don't have too many outlandish things to say about them. I don't know if anyone else has maybe a different experience for it, but that's how um, I felt with them. I was going to say, I really don't like the fact that he needs to get hit to get like all those effects in his second unique. It feels weird. Like He gets no switching when he takes a hit that doesn't really seem super good because it's only for three counts yeah so, if you're yeah. stuck in a combo that's going to be over by the time they're done with their combo right yeah i yeah, mean unless I, i'm not thinking of something maybe i don't know i I, th I think maybe they try to do the same thing with like i mean launch her second passive sort of feels like it was designed to like hey if you're in a tricky spot you're the last guy left here's some you can use these green cards to at least help you out Maybe they try to do something with Yamcha because it seems it really sounds like if he's the last dude left, you could really take advantage of these. But otherwise, it's eh, I don't really know. Designing something for you being really last stand, it's obviously not the best play to do. So I don't know. Yeah, he's to me he seems like a bench unit, which is I guess not super hot, like a, not not a really really big hot take or what, anything like that. But like actually, him being a yellow and green buffer, him being the first one actually is pretty I think good. So. Yeah, we don't even have an extreme unit that does that. So yeah, yeah, we don't. Not yet. Well, they, uh, aren't there percentages like 40, 45% or something like that, too? Yeah, like they rival the EX units. At 6 star, it's 40. At 14, yeah. it's 45. Not yeah, that's that, really good premium value. But he also throws rocks for his blast card animation. Yeah, and he shoots a bazooka. Like, he, he, <laughs> my, he has one of my favorite ultimates because like, he literally just gets beat up, and then he's just like, all right, I'm, I'm done, and he shoots a bazooka. <laughs> I like that the, the the name of the ultimate is actually Panzerfaust, which is the German word for bazooka. Okay, yeah, literally, I didn't know that. It, <laughs> literally, it means tank fist. So that was you know the anti tank gun. Oh, okay, I, I got, I got it. Yeah, because I was reading a kit, and I was like, whatever that means. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's almost like Wolfgang. <laughs> German for tank is Panzer or Panzer. Yeah. Like, like... But yeah, the one thing maybe that kind of redeems the Z ability at six stars, I think, are the missions. Um, if you have the crystals of that is, because you know, if you get one copy of the unit and you get those missions, you are, I think 100 Z power short of getting them to six stars. And you can find those in the co-op metal shop or somewhere else in the SP metal shop. 
easily, I guess. And then you have the be... Z ability. Sorry, go ahead. I, I, I thought oh, I interrupted. I was done. <laughs> I was just finishing. Oh, okay. No, I was just going to say, I was going to make a comment saying, like, I originally the missions were like, hey, here's this nice little thing you can do if you're interested. Um, but, I mean, I just want to provide you value. It, with, with these units, it feels like they try to make it almost mandatory, if that makes sense. It feels like you need yeah. them to make them, like, really good for their team. It's like, hey, you need them six stars, but, hey, I mean, there are these missions you can buy if you really want them. And you're like, oh, I see what you did there, but <laughs> what happened to the original purpose of this? It's because the Dragon Ball tag six star, isn't it? Yeah. That one they get, yeah, so that, that's why they did the booster pack. Yeah, I don't know. That was the anyway. only thing that I was not happy about. I wish it was just two star, make it their type, three star Dragon Ball Saga, and then six star could be the uh, extra little sprinkle of the, uh, you know, the other uh, type that benefits what they work with. That would have been okay. Um, one other thing I do want to mention real quick is the fact that his uh, blue card draws a green card guaranteed and there's no limit to that. So if a unit in the future comes out that really wants green cards, you can sort of leverage that with Yamcha basically always drawing one with his blue card, right? So, I mean, you could even do a thing where you run him and Shallot together, teach Shallot this blue card, and then you have basically a green card generating team. Is it teachable? Yeah, it is teachable. Oh. I mean, maybe, could it be that they want you to run him with launch? I mean, <laughs> duh. And then just do the green cards with launch? Yeah, that's probably the intention. But, I mean, it's a cool thing, because, like, I don't know if we ever have, if we ever got another blue card that infinitely draws green cards every time. Because I think every time, like, a, a blue card or anything else has done this, like, drawn a specific card, it's always been uh, limited to a certain amount of times. This is unlimited. Yeah. Like a two-time thing or something. Yeah. Like, I remember... Um, what, what I all I remember is uh Blue Kaiken Goku was like the first unit to I think really draw a specific card with his kit once he reached a certain amount of time accounts this transformation and I think it was what like a one green card or something. He no he drew he drew a blue card uh when I think oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah accounts yeah. left and he draws a green card on his main yeah 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 and the the green card also enhanced the blue one right where then it yep. destroys all the cards and stuff. Yeah, so uh, Prof, did you actually look at that banner and what were your thoughts on, on the units? Um, did you summon at all or did you just say nah? Well, I did my 20cc summon, but uh, I feel like this, this banner is pretty premium. Um, long term, I think Yamcha and Launch's most valuable positions will be on the, the color teams. I think we've kind of already covered that because Dragon Ball's not really fully fleshed out and, you know, GGY and uh, I guess Red Red Green will have their moments. And so these units will definitely come back at those times and feel very premium. Uh, right now, I think they're pretty cool, but I don't have any first-hand experience. Um, I've been in, living in queue for the past 12 hours or so, so I haven't been <laughs> able to actually fight the units. But Yeah, uh, that's one thing that they did with these units that I really don't like, is the fact that they released them, like, what is it, two days before the end of the season. So it's you're not going to have a fun time trying to find matches right now. Your higher rank. Oh yeah, if you're trying to experiment with your two-star Yamcha and you've already grinded 8k RP, have fun with that. That's what I. Yeah, yeah. that's what me and Ryan just experienced. Oh yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> let us tell you. Let, let us tell you, son, the tale of the no match queue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Welcome to our lives. Yeah. I think one other thing. Oh, actually, no. We we got to touch on the on the Roshi first. But one other thing we could talk about after that, I think, is since they're always sort of, I guess, there's always a precursor to their next like big buff schedule 
for the next tag that they're buffing with starting with the all star banners because remember we had trunks and goten that was when hybrids were getting buffed you know to hell then we had the uh dogs that was when they started doing universe survival saga with you know all those characters ui goku jiren stuff like that then we had the vegeta and metal cooler that was leading into broly and and uh, gogeta and frieza some movies are they going to continue that trend by um, buffing Dragon Ball Saga in the coming future with, with uh, this banner starting out? Maybe. We'll see. Maybe. I hope so. And I mean, Hopefully one... like a full power Roshi. One, yeah. one question and I like... think... Uh... I'm sorry. Go ahead, Joe. Uh, hopefully like a legend, um, an NL full power Roshi will be so good. Make the team good. Yeah, I would be down for that. I mean... They gave us an EX Roshi, but we don't yet have in the game a full power Roshi. So maybe they're saving him. Yeah, we don't even have a sparking Roshi like at all. So that is true. But we got a new a new extreme one. <laughs> but yeah, one thing I just saw in chat uh, that question that I think we also speculated on. I remember Prof definitely did on the last podcast is should Yamsha have powerful opponent? Should he have had it? I think I yes, think so. just because the fact that he actually has zero tags. <laughs> Like just yeah. give him, it's like the Bora. Like, why would you not just give him the tag to help him? Well, he was a powerful opponent at that time in the series. Like, maybe he's not now. Like, we can all joke about it, but at that time he was a powerful opponent. So I don't know. Yeah, he was the Weird. most powerful enemy Goku had fought up until that point. So I think he only got a crazy to say opponent. nowadays. But yeah. Well, we had the Legends Limited Future Vegeta get tags after he came out. I mean, what was that? Oh, yeah, I'm he pretty got sure future. he got the future tag, right? So yeah, they. Yeah, they yeah. They could just add powerful opponent and be a little bit more liberal on who gets it and uh, expand that tag category, especially since Yamcha buffs uh, what is it, green and yellow. Yeah. He'll kind of slide on in there with uh, Jiren, I guess Turles. Yeah, that's true. Any anybody saying he shouldn't have it? I mean, the just argument curious. against it is the fact that he wasn't the main antagonist, but like he honestly kind of was for that arc in the beginning. Like the beginning of Dragon Ball arc, I I don't even know what that arc is technically called because it's like yeah. the introduction to like the world of Dragon Ball is what that arc is. Um, yeah, I mean he was following them around. The for monster like carrot arc. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, if he gets it and Yamcha doesn't, we riot. <laughs> I'm I'd be shocked if we get a monster carrot anytime soon. I was thinking because of the um the, the Dragon Ball Saga stuff they're bringing out now and it's coming to the thousand day. Um, thing. I'm just wondering if the Thousand Day thing will be sort of be themed around Dragon Ball Saga and maybe bring like a Legends Limited Dragon Ball Saga character in or something like that. Maybe the lead up to that is going to be that's the, going to be the new banner or new unit that's going to come out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll see. And uh, yeah, I guess is there anything else anybody wants to basically say about Yamcha before we move on to uh, Mr. Roshi? Uh, I think he's all right. No. I'll take that as a no. So, Brad, uh, did you summon? Um, did you get Roshi? And what do you think of his kit? No, no. I, mean, I only I threw in two K. I got Yamcha, and I was like, sweet. I get him with six stars. Drop my twenty eight dollars for another two K, and then we're done. Like I don't. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, I actually wanted Yamcha more just because I think he's just a funny character, so I don't mind that. Roshi seems cool. I mean, looking at everything he does without using him, it's tough to always say how these EXs do. And you always have to have them a little bit higher on the stars. Because, like, yeah, you can probably make it work at two to three stars, but he's not putting up the damage like you need to be doing. But he's a good support unit, though. I like his little goof where he gets 100 key when he's facing the girls. 
uh, character. I like that. You know, it's better than having like uh, what is it? Uh, flash immunity. That's the other one. <laughs> well, flash immunity is <laughs> coming in clutch other... lately. Yeah, with twenty one. Okay, all right, all right. Well, when you run that, uh, when you run that purple Roshi, let me watch that video. Um, but he does give both attacks, so that's pretty cool. I, I don't know if it'd be better with both attacks or both defenses. Obviously, Kid Goku has both defenses on lock, but the old Roshi has both attacks on lock, so I guess it's fine. It's not too, too bad. What does he do at uh, three stars? He just does blue in Dragon Ball Saga. It yeah. bad if he was blue and yellow, but it's fine. I, don't, I mean, I like him. He's good. He seems like he does a lot of stuff for other units, like 30% special move damage from his green card for his allies. And twenty percent of damage inflicted. Like, he's good. Just he's a really good buffer, and then you sack him off. <laughs> That's kind of the vibe I would get if you're using him on Dragon Ball. Yeah, I think to me he seems like because recently a lot of the EX characters have been pretty bad. Like Bojack is pretty bad, um, and then some of the other ones as well haven't been great. But I feel like this guy's actually decent because he actually does have a, a supporting effect when you switch him out. Sort of like Kid Goku. It's twenty key and fifteen percent damage. And he also does, uh, you know, shorten sub count by one from his unique, as well as shorten sub count by five from his main. So I mean, that that's that's good stuff. But he, like, he doesn't have to do damage to be good when you have that in your kit. He also, oh does, yeah, and that going into Yancha too, who's drawing a card as well. That's solid. Yeah, it's a good chain. Yeah. He also sure. does um, do de like inflict debuffs on the opponent as well, just for switching in. And every time the opponent switches as well, it also inflicts them uh, to your opponent when they switch. So 30% damage received. I mean, that's solid. I mean, you could literally just use this guy as like a, a, a thing where you switch him in and out right away just for the effects. So, so like it's, it's since, basically uh, a true support. Sorry, go ahead, Raiden. Yeah, I was just going to say ever since ever since Shisami, the EXs have never lived up to the hype right there. <laughs> yeah, he's the they've, they've never measured up to his his dominance. Well, yeah, yeah everyone, I mean, everyone else covered it pretty well. He's EX support. It's all about just debuffing and helping your team out a little bit, reduce sub count. Sub count manipulation is pretty damn strong, so it's nice for him to have it. But, I mean, accompanied with the fact that he has virtually no defenses and EXs naturally have very low stats, uh, do you really want to have a potential liability there? I don't really know. <laughs> so, eh. I mean, he's, he's probably mainly going to be your bench because Dragon Ball Saga has... Virtually no one buffing it. I mean, look at his art, though. Oh, the art is 10 out of 10. That's Legends Limited art right there. He's just standing there. Like the, like his art is just him standing there. There's more detail in his glasses than most LFs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you really need anything else but him standing there, Goresh? I mean, he's menacing for sure. Same. Is this such a wholesome art, too? It's just Roshi. Perfect mustache, perfect beard. Cutie. Oh, they got the milk in the background. I like that. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, I guess I, I guess uh, we're kind of running out of things to say about Roshi. Um, but I'm pretty sure our hybrid main prof has a lot of things to say about the Zenkai Future Trunks. Yeah, I I was not expecting this unit to be as good as he is. Um, I knew he was going to be decent because he's already had a kind of a supportish kit when he first came out, but he just couldn't quite hit the mark. But they just, they decided to let him keep a little bit of that support buff that seems to be running through all the hybrid units lately and just gave this man a cannon on his blue card. Um, he, he does an insane amount of damage, has a good amount of bulk. Um, he, he, he's a, if he had cover change, he'd do everything. 
Um, he can completely shut down your opponent. Um, he, he does, like, he hits as hard as my Gohan does to a degree. Like, Gohan will just have the last man standing damage, but his blast damage when he comes in the battlefield is just obscenities. And then he gets his own sub count down faster, so you can get back into this unit. And every time you swap out on him, you heal back up. So th this man has a lot of hidden bulk that you don't even see on face value if he's immediately getting hit. I, I'm, I'm not a fan of his Z ability. It's a blast defense, and that's just it. And I guess all hybrids will forever have crappy Z abilities when they get Zenkai. But, I mean, he's more than going to make up for that on his Zenkai ability. And frankly, the rest of the hybrid team is already zenkai can throw him on the future team just fine i haven't experimented with it much because i i mean super saiyan 2 gohan is clearly like the best unit in the game still and then you can pair this man right up with him they're both blast units and so uh my personal team has gone zero to 100 with this addition and then he pairs perfectly with the new lf gohan that just came out as well the two of them have endless sub count reduction and then you just you can no longer tap hybrid saiyans if you tap this man he's going to get level one card draw space so just like how 21 not 21 sorry uh, 18 can just go off the hook after getting hit a couple sorry not hit a swapped out on a couple times if you throw a tap blast and you just eat it with the blue trunks and your opponent had just come off another combo well guess what you have plus two card draw speed now if you hit them your combo is going to go until you run out of key if you've paired them up with any other hybrid unit or pretty much latest gen unit they get key on swap in and so your combo just keeps going he really does feel like you control the field and then if you're not on this unit he consistently oh well, it's up to 10 timer counts but i mean you never really run out of it. He, he's going to constantly be back on the field when you need him. I I think that uh, I I heard Goresh was saying that he was Z tier day one. Um, I don't know if he still sticks by that. I was playing him out. I felt high S, and then I, I literally have one shot SSJ to go hunt with his blue card. So I, I'm saying this is one of the best Senkai units they've ever released. I still think he's Z tier. His, look at his blue card. Okay, I'm I'm gonna pull him up real quick. Uh. Because the way that they, like, he did not need to get that much of a better blue car. <laughs> I remember looking at it, and I'm like, okay, like, did they give him enough on his blue car? Like, it's the, it went from, like, major damage to massive, and then he also gets another buff on it. It's, like, 20% when activated or something like that. Okay, let, let's see. So pre-Zenkai, his blue card is major damage, inflicts enemy without you downgrade minus 20% to key recovery for 20 counts. Okay, that's pre-Zenkai. Post-Zenkai, it's massive damage. And 20% of damage inflicted for 15 counts upon activation. So that's not even, not only is that affecting your blue card, but it's also just giving you a damage buff for 15 counts. Then it's also inflicting uh, minus 30% to key recovery for 20 counts on hit. So did he, like, what were, what, what were they thinking when they gave him that? Like, I don't know. Well, and his main ability hands him a blue card and gives the whole team, I believe it's 30 seconds, a 30% damage inflicted. Yep. So it, it's it's going to compound on itself immediately. God forbid you have two blue cards in your hand and you just sucker punch your opponent with double cannons. Like only seventy key too. Don't forget that. Only seventy key. Yeah. Yeah. The, I swear though. Like I try to even when I don't need the key, I pop this main ability immediately, and then you're just immune to faints. You're immune to flash. You're immune to all the latest tricks that people are launching at you in the meta. And he just gives you a nice little window to just tear your opponent apart. You combine that with uh, the LF Future Gohan, and you can shut down your opponent's blue cards, and then what can they really do to you? I'm a really big fan of his subcount reduction on when he vanishes, too. Because like, if you have a few counts left on your uh, switches for your allies, you can you can do the thing where you, where you vanish, then switch into an ally and vanish again like much more often with this guy, too.
No, I think uh, in their tweet, they were advertising that he's going to be a hit and run character. And that couldn't be a better explanation of what you're doing with this character. Yeah. Drive by. Yeah, that's what I was. I was going to I was going to pray on that, too. The sub count manipulation is goofy, like him being able to come in and tank as well catches people off guard so many times. Most people don't anticipate that, hey, while you're beating up this guy, there's an angry trunks just waiting to come back and just shoot you with a blue card. He is really good. He kind of just like you said, he does it all. And then his card draw speed constantly stacking with the tap attack stuff. Oof. It catches people off guard so many times. Okay, so my question is, is he that different from Z3 to Z6 or 7? Because I played him, I only have him Zenkai 3. I played him on the future team and he sucked. Like he had no defense at all. He just died from, I don't know, two, three strike cards sometimes. And I know, it, it's 20% it's damage reduction and 50% damage increase. It is very notable going from Z3 to Z6. Oh, that's the, that, the, the second unique, yeah? Yeah, that Z6 buff is like one of the best uniques in the game. Because mm -hmm. he also gets the sub-count reduction as part of that as well. So Fair enough. So I guess I'll have to go all the way. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it makes the unit. When, when you get Z6, it's like a, a switch was flicked, and suddenly you own one of the most powerful units they've ever released. It's like with yeah. Kigoku, right? Once he got that endurance passive with the uh, support, it's like, oh my god, who is the, what is this unit? Yeah, I mean, they clearly lock the better abilities behind Z6 to make you go that far, but... For an ability that good, I really don't have any complaints. And honestly, you know, people are always like, oh, well, didn't schedule any Zenkai. I think there's a lot of characters that came out that you could argue really didn't need one yet, like Piccolo, like Namek Goku, like those LFs and some of the other characters as well. But I would argue, because this Trunks never really had a time to shine in the meta. Even when he came out, he was okay. He wasn't, like, fantastic when he came out. So I I'm actually a big fan of what they did here. Um, this guy finally is getting the... The love that he did, that he needed and when uh you know ever since he came out so i don't know if i would have made him as good just because i feel like you know making zenkai's this good sort of like defeats the purpose of pulling for new units but he definitely needed a buff and they, they, they definitely did him justice uh, somewhat reminiscent of android 18 like she was again like you mentioned a really not optimal aka bad before the zenkai and they went a little bit overboard with her. Maybe a little bit more so with her, even, than Trunks. But, you know, it seems like the characters that have been really bad, unusably bad, have gotten a little bit of extra oomph in their Zenkais. Yeah. So, you're saying, Goresh, you're saying he's Z-tier? What about I, I will stick by that. Um, I said, initially, I said upper Z-tier, but I don't know if I would go that far. I think he definitely slides in there, though. I think this unit has has shocked me in this potential. Like I, I I wasn't expecting him to be this powerful and I've had reverse ship. Um he he he's not Gohan, but he does a lot more than uh you would expect him to. He's got the support and when you consider the damage increase he's giving to his full team, I, he he's he's on Bardock's level of support, in my opinion. He shuts down your ability to take conditions, 30% damage increase, that's just guaranteed. You're going to get back into this unit. Let's say he's low HP. You can just eat a rush with him easier. You can you can heal with him constantly to start soaking damage with this man. He, I, I definitely think he, he's he's one of the best. I, I don't know if he's better than Super Saiyan 3 Goku, but uh, he, he's definitely up in that echelon. Um, one other thing to mention as well is he does syn synergize very well with the purple Vegeta. 
because one of his uniques is literally based around an ally dying either on the future hybrid or Vegeta family uh, tag. So Vegeta, who already gives death buffs, is going to give that on top of what he's getting from that second unique ability, right? So, um, and then the last thing just for me on this character is people have been saying this in the chat, and I do agree. I think the one thing that separates him from the other, like literal, like top Z tier units, like like the top like five units in the game, basically, is the fact that he does seem like he's not as bulky. Um, but he does heal on swap out. But if he's like, you know, somebody who you want to have in for a long period of time, he doesn't have, he doesn't have cover cut. He has uh, 20% damage reduction for just being on the field. So he can get hurt by like, you know, top tier green units. But that's pretty much his only weakness, I think, is just his like not as bulkiness as like someone like LF Gohan or 18 or something like that. But uh, he's he's crazy good. Though I haven't, I haven't Zenkai'd him, but I know Prof runs him on hybrids mostly, but I know the Vegeta buff as well for the future purple Vegeta is good. What would you say the best team is to run him on to get the most out of him? I would go with hybrid Saiyans, and that's because of uh, the existence of Super Saiyan 2 Red Gohan. No matter how you feel about the unit, he is the best. This Trunks yeah. will just complement that Gohan. He's going to be extremely good on future, and if you're trying to see how hard this Trunks can hit, then it probably would be the future team. But Gohan gives a blast damage increase. He is the strongest unit, and you can pair them together perfectly. Like they they love each other. Um, it, it's definitely hybrid Saiyans. The funny thing I about that say... Gohan is that I really don't want to run him on my showcases because he always steals the show. But he he's also like the best support unit on the hybrid team. <laughs> so it's like, what do I do? <laughs> oh me. I... I used to be alongside the Super Saiyan 3 Goku for my showcase, and I'm like, I literally asked the chat, I'm like, do you want me to use him? And they're like, yes. And I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Probably your best showcase. Him and, uh, <laughs> him and the future LF Gohan that just came out, they, they, they love this Trunks. Oh my goodness. Boy, oh boy, is that a treat to run together. Him with the LF future Gohan? Holy crap. The future Gohan has the endurance, right? And this, this Trunks gives you two timer counts off of your sub. So, posing you a scenario, you're fighting with your Gohan, whatever, you swap into the Trunks, you keep your combo going, Gohan's already probably lost two to three timer counts, you saw it for just a second on Trunks, you vanish, your Gohan's back in two timer counts. Your opponent rushes, you cover with your near-dead Gohan, and they're like, what the hell? This Trunks does moments like that, and it doesn't always show up in a ha-ha, I hit you with a 100 to 0 hit, right? It's, I control the field now because of this constant sub-count reduction that he keeps doing. It, it's, it's, it's so amazing. Um, I, yeah, the, the, he, those two love each other. Like, that Gohan, every time he's done getting hit, is another 25% damage to the whole team as well. Yep. And so, <laughs> you just keep throwing him in front of the bus, and this Trunks gets madder and madder. I love it they so just, much. They just work so damn well together. I mean, forgetting just about uh, the Gohan's ability to disrupt on blast cards, the 50% damage inflicted passives, the Trunks and his 30% damage inflicted main. It They they run so damn well together. I You mentioned that Hybrids is probably his best team, but I felt pretty comfortable running him on future with like Purple Vegeta, that Gohan, and Trunks, of course, just because they're all just 
helping one another get stronger and stronger. And with trunks reducing sub counts and you being able to stack them and swapping in and out and all this other stuff, it's 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 oppressive. It's it's a pretty spooky team. Yeah, I've heard. Um, I haven't tried the combo, but I guess I could try it on a stream tomorrow. Is this Trunks Revival Cell and Future Gohan, and you just have an immortal team? Yeah, I can see that. I made a meme team because there's enough there's enough overlap between Future and God Key that you could sort of mishmash them together. I ran Vados this Trunks with Future Gohan and a bench that buffed Future and God Key. Wow, that's 120 percent damage inflicted amongst those guys very easily it was it was pretty fun i mean i think goresh tried it in one of his videos how do you feel about the quad zenkai buff um i mean you could definitely feel the power i don't know if it was much more noticeable than the zenkai three than the, the triple zenkai one um it gets to a point where it's just like you're throwing all your eggs into one basket with vegeto and uh, if you get, he get if he gets rushed or something you just lose <laughs> so He's like extremely powerful with his blue card, especially with the lock-in. But again, it's like sort of like a gamble with that setup because if you have him die, you are going to be in a tough spot. So I mean, the team's obviously very good, and he's killing everything. But um, you run into that Green Goku Black, who's able to kind of shut him down, and uh, you have a bad time. All right. Um, so yeah, we heard that uh, his favorite team seems to be hybrids. But future works as well, and he is a great damage dealer. I just think I seven him for the culture. But we have a couple other things. Um, so Dragon Ball Joe, we got the revamp twenty one event. Uh, twenty one event. Well, the German comes through. Um, what did you feel? Did you play all of it? And uh, how long did it take you? Yeah, it didn't it didn't take me that long. Um, it's basically just a revamp where they've split the crystals out um, for the missions where you have to complete the challenges for each one. Um, and instead of being time gated like the normal fifty events. They've taken that away and just made it a bit more um, challenging and maybe put a bit more reruns into each, but you know, each boss at like level five, level 10, level 15, they've made them um, challenges a bit more difficult. So you have to rerun it with um, other teams and EXs, for example, just to make it play a bit longer, I guess, because they've taken the time gate away from it. Um, but nothing really much different. Um, they have got the units you should be using on there, but I managed to do it quite quickly and easily without those units, to be honest. Even though I have seen a fair few people in the chat mention um, it was very difficult, but um, I managed to easily do it without the units they recommend. But yeah, it's a thousand crystals. I was hurting for crystals, so I'm glad they brought it out. I needed I needed some more crystals, but um, yeah, pretty similar. They just removed the time gate and made the challenges a bit more. I mean, like a, um, so you have to constantly do it over and over again to sort of get the uh, the challenges done, which some people don't like. I know it's a bit controversial. I hate it. I hate it. It takes a stage 51 event or 50 and turns it into, like, a stage 67. Like, it's already tedious enough as it is. Having to replay the exact same stage over again, just with all these different conditions. This this is not yeah. the proper reformatting of this event. I'm just say that. Toshi, if you're watching this, please, no. God, I guess, no. I guess their mindset, though, was um, they'd taken the time gates away from it, and they made you do. They made the challenges like this, so you had to do it over and over again. Okay. So because they did remove the time gates, I guess they had to equal it out. I'd be um, down with that if it was like a 10 or 15 stage event, but I don't yeah. know. I mean, I guess, you know, with it going to 50 and you only having to do it every increment of five, I mean... Just remove all the fluff stages in between then, like... Yeah, definitely. That, they could have just simplified it. Yeah, or just put the time gate back on it. For like, I know everyone complained about it, but I'd rather have that than this. Like, 
at least the time gate, it's still you only got to play it 50 times. Like, you don't have yeah. to play it, like, 67 times because every fifth stage you have to play two or three times over. Like, I was not a huge fan of this at all. But I don't really like these 50-stage-long events anyway. I, I wish they would just condense them and make I just want to say something. ramp up faster. I just want to clear things out for the event because there's loads of people on like Facebook groups, groups and stuff saying they can't complete the challenges on the, each each one when it gets to a high level. You can redo that same one over and over again, just completing one challenge at a time. You don't have to do all the challenge in one go, by the way. Just anyone who's new or doesn't know that <laughs> because a lot of people have been saying, how do I do all this in one go? It's impossible. Yeah, yeah, you can't use three, you can't use like two heroes and three EXs at the same time. So yeah, and no rising rush. And then three be... type disadvantaged characters as well. Yeah, so you can rerun it and do each one. But yeah, it was yeah. it was kind of annoying for me. It just it took me a lot of energy, especially since the latter stages, like I don't know, above thirty five or forty, take you two or three energy. The one thing that I do like, and I think we actually didn't have it on the list, but we can talk about it briefly, is also the, the um, or did we talk about it last week, the equipment for Majin Vegeta. Uh, I think that drops very, very well on the last stage, so you don't need a ton of energy to actually farm that. Yeah, the one courtesy they did is they actually made that stage 50 the best stage to farm for the Majin Vegeta equip and the other equip. So you, have to, you don't actually have to skip any other stage. It's just stage 50 that you have to worry about. And it's only one energy too, so it's not like three energy and you get yeah. two equips. Yeah. Overall, the challenges are annoying, but it's a thousand crystals which we needed because there wasn't much stuff to do, to be honest. Yeah, I agree with that. I think just content at this point is what we need. Yeah. Even if they do just give us 50 stages when there's no content. Here you well, go, I mean, have this. Do this for a bit. <laughs> we're, we're getting that... Uh that new pve format here on the horizon so we might just be getting recycled events like this and then something hype here in a yeah. month or two yeah it depends how much uh i guess time they're dedicating to develop that like if they're really really preoccupied with that specific event then yeah you might be right but we'll see and i think that's actually fine because also i think we heard that they don't have the hugest of development teams right so i remember before that was announced i was also thinking or saying hey I know we have a drought right now, but if they dedicate all their resources to finally implementing a guild versus guild mode, for example, I'm fine with that as long as we have something you know, to actually look forward to. But if they then say, yeah, we're doing this, but it only is coming out in like Q3, September 2021, well, cool. <laughs> then it's a little bit too much. I mean, You're we... looking forward to that guild versus guild event? Mm, I mean, if it would be actual PvP, I would, but you know, who knows what they're making of it in the end. Was that I'm 10 just months ago they announced that? Sorry? So what was that, 10 months ago when they announced that? Yeah, I wonder if the same fate will befall this new mode where... No, don't, don't, even, don't even bring that up. Because it's premature, <laughs> they had to open their mouth when they... Don't, don't even bring that up, please. All right, well, I hope hoping they don't fall into the same trap, then. Toshi, please, for the love of God, deliver. Well, if they keep using the video and stuff... And drop a little bit more info that it's coming and talking about it. I'll, that'll be enough to say this until it actually drops. I just don't want like a half big. Yeah, I'm sure you guys remember the chaos that was the first LBR. You know, yeah. like I, I let, let's iron it out before we drop it, so people don't just be like, "What is this crap?" But I, I, I'm looking for the new co-op. I want, I want to see the next big thing to hit legends, the next good new way to play it. 
To be fair, they also deserve some credit where it's due for bringing back the little social media hint-like tweets, the tease launch and stuff like that. I love those. Yeah, I actually like that too. It, it kind of gets it stimulates the community ahead of time. Yep. But in a healthy yeah. way, where it's not just like, here's this new shit coming out, now pay us. <laughs> yeah, it's a positive way to create engagement with the game, where hopefully not everybody's just posting hentai on, on the tweets. Uh, people are going to do that anyway, right? Trust yeah, that's why I don't get on Twitter while I'm streaming. I don't trust it. Oh, no. Dude, dude Twitter is not safe on, on stream. Nope. Yeah, I learned the hard way. second monitor and screen everything that you drag over. I learned that the hard way, so I know. Yeah, I, I haven't messed up yet, but that's just, like I said, you keep all that on the second monitor and just screen it before you drag it over. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's also what studio mode... Well, not really, but yeah, just check it out before. Okay, so um, we have this event and we have another event that is, um, unfortunately, that one is time-gated. The Just Try to Surpass Me event is coming back, and I think they revamped it a little bit because, I mean, they used the new LFs in there. I'm pulling up right now, and I think right now there's only one challenge. You can only currently finish it on normal, where the bonus units are, big surprise, the new characters from the new banner, you're fighting Champa, you're fighting Super Saiyan Blue Goku and UI Goku. And I think you're getting 125 crystals per stage. Or no, and you're getting some some tickets, right? Yeah, the reward was like the only the ticket, right? Is yeah. the ticket the Super Masters pack? Yeah, just ticket. Or is yeah. it yeah. a question mark ticket? It's, no, both, it's both but, the first one, isn't it? Yeah, well, this, one spe this ticket specifically is for the Masters pack. But in this event, you also get the question mark tickets later on when the other stages come available. Yeah, those, um, I tweeted about those, but, uh, they're not actually pictured here in the event on, um, go to the no missions, crystals, so it be a missions tab, um, yeah, and then I'll have them in there, but, I mean, that's pretty much it, this, because I remember, if I remember correctly, this event, when it came around the first time, it actually had crystals as rewards, and now it doesn't, right? Yeah, it had. I think you had four yeah. stages, hard and normal or something, and you got 125 for each clear. But guys, you get yeah. something even better now. You get rare medals. Yeah, so that was, I think, the big sort of, <laughs> like, I guess, controversy about this event coming back is that they removed the crystals for these tickets. I well, we don't even know the banner. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely not skip this event because any type of sparking guaranteed, especially for free-to-play players, like, that, it's hard to ignore that. I wonder if this is going to be their new formula moving forward, which is don't even tell us what the rewards are for, so that they make you farm it in anticipation of it being good. I was just worried that this sparking ticket is going to be 1% for the new units, and then 12%, 13% for everything else, and what did I just farm? Who knows if it even is for new units. Maybe it's just a recycle banner, like yeah, ultimate you're get a GT copy pickup. <laughs> future oh Rosé, the red one. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll, we don't know. But yeah, I mean, that kind of brings us to to the last topic, which is the 1,000 Days uh, campaign. We saw a tweet. Uh, Nas, what are you expecting for that? I don't really know what I'm expecting. I, leave, uh, I live a lifestyle that is more attuned with just accepting things as they come and keeping my expectations relatively low. With that being said, this game has emulated quite a few other things that Doken has done. So in the spirit of that, I do hope 
there is somewhat of an exclusive unit, be it a Legends Limited or Sparking, whatever, with just like a special seal on it. But, but even if it's just for collection purposes, like it doesn't have to be some LL Super Saiyan 2 Zenkai Gohan level character. Like he, he could just be some weird Master Roshi or King Kai unit that you don't even really want to use that much. But with that said... I would expect at the bare minimum we get uh, thousand day players will get some type of customization for Shallot. You know, like how the participants in the Vegas tournament got the 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 varsity jackets and the winner got the Hercule costume. I, I would anticipate thousand day players at bare minimum are getting some type of unique Shallot customization. But I would like to see again like a unique Legends Limited unit. A lot of rumors are floating around that people want to see like a revamp, rework, or Zenkai of the blue shop Goku has been in there since like day one as like a some type of quirky memorial for him. But I don't know. I don't. I don't think his animations have aged as well as what we see in the game now. I mean, so I wouldn't be quite as excited for that. Um, and there should be a festival, so I would anticipate login bonuses and. You know, with quotation marks, you know, with your fingers, events to coincide with the thousand days, hopefully lots of gifts that'll be available for everybody, not just the thousand day players. Something to reward the entire community with an extra cherry on top for those of us who have gone the distance. You know, again, minimum customization for Shallot, but I'd like to see a, a unique Legends Limited unit. Thousand Crystals. Thousand crystals, I would assume, <laughs> would come in the events, regardless that they give out for everybody. Like I've already seen Brad. If y'all follow Brad on Twitter, he posted the. He's on day nine hundred ninety nine, and it shows the login for his next day is just a hundred chrono crystals. I think that right there is a missed opportunity to have given people a thousand. Like you're logging I mean, for a thousand agree. days. I think. I think they could still do that just through the campaign. Yeah. So like everybody who logs in during the campaign period will get a thousand crystals. I right? agree. It'll come from login bonuses or events, you know, rewards, a gift in the gift box, something like that. But um, yeah, I would expect that for everybody, and then again, an extra little cherry on top of the Sunday for the actual thousand day players, right? I mean, Gresh, what do you think? Yep. Um, I think yeah, that's that's a likely scenario where everybody gets a thousand crystals. I mean. I remember what was it 2018 or no 2019 where they gave everybody like 2019 crystals or something like that so i mean they've done it before i don't see why a thousand days would be anything less than special for that um for people who actually have a thousand days logged in i think um either a, a exclusive character like the way dokkan has it with the lr spirit bomb goku or the um zenkai power for an existing character i mean i guess the blue goku would be the uh the example there I mean, his animation like i know he's the only character that does the spirit bomb like that but his animations are very visibly like vanilla day one like i mean they could they could like just update the animations really I they guess. would have to they would have to give him the ll beers treatment and like add some stuff yeah. turn him into a legends limited unit give him a yeah i mean he unit. is the only Namek Spear Pump Goku in the game. That was a pretty big moment. Yeah, I um, mean, and that arguably is deserving of a legendary finish where Piccolo gets beat up and he's just standing in the background charging the Spear Bomb and then he throws it and it's enormous and just nukes yep. the screen. Like, I mean, I will say that 
I don't know. Have we ever had the Twitter account specifically tweet out the teaser that a great campaign is going to be held? Like, I don't think so. I think this is like the first time ever. Yeah, this, than, this is the first. Other than maybe New Year's or something, like, or the game's anniversary. That's... So I expect something pretty big here. Um, a great campaign, as they say. I mean, obviously, it's going to come with a banner of some kind. I, I expect this, by the way, to start like tomorrow. Um, tomorrow we'll get teasers for whatever's coming out. You think the golden tickets to the question mark will be the highlight banner for this thousand day event? I don't know if it'll be the highlight banner, but it'll be one of the banners probably. That'll probably be the, you know, I guess the equivalent of the uh, multi every day we saw for the update celebration uh, or the Legends Festival celebration. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think this is going to be a big celebration for sure. I hope uh, I hope they release an image kind of like you know the teaser for Super Simple Kyle Ken oh, please, and his. I love that. Yeah, I want something like that. That'd be cool. Someone just pointed out something that is somewhat intriguing on chat, but could mean absolutely nothing. But in the tweet that's on screen where they're announcing the thousand day celebration, they did hashtag Dragon Ball Legends and hashtag Dragon Ball specifically. They always do that. Every tweet has that. Yeah. It's just Dragon Ball. It doesn't say yeah. Z Super. No, yeah, every, every, every tweet is like that. Yep. I, I literally just checked because I, I knew I was I was curious too. Okay. So probably means nothing then. Yeah. But yeah. What about you, Brad? What Brad, you... what are your expectations for 1,000 days? Sorry, I'm grinding this event as we're talking. Um, I mean, it's, it's literally what you guys were taught. It's literally exactly that. Cause it's, it has to be something akin to that, right? It can't just be some off the wall thing. Don't get me wrong. I want some crazy unit y'all ain't got. I'm down for that. Let me have it. But I also want everybody to feel included. And I know cause we've been in this point before where people don't feel included and that's not a good thing. So if they give us something that's kind of cool, you know, something for shallot, like uh, Nas said, and then some kind of like character we can all grind or do what that, that's that's i'm down for that that's cool i got no problems what if everybody gets the character but thousand day players can like them kaya immediately uh, oh i'll take it i don't even care I, I wouldn't even feel bad i wouldn't even feel bad <laughs> i have like four thousand hours on this game dude i've, I've played this game for like four thousand hours i don't even i don't even feel bad i'll take it but that would be really bad for the community so i don't want that i think that as long as it's uh I mean, if, if they lock a character behind Thousand Days and the character is actually really good, that's going to really suck for anybody that started a few months ago or in second anniversary. Because I mean, that's, that's <laughs> why I mentioned it. It could just be like a. Oh, I agree. That's what that's what happened with Dokkan. Dokkan, they they released that Goku the Spear Bomb one at a thousand days, and then he got a Zenkai at two thousand days. Yeah, if they literally. And I mean, locked, think about if you're like four hundred yeah. days in or something. Like they locked as basically they, what they did was they locked a Zenkai behind two thousand days of login. Some pretty intense Zenkai, yep. but imagine that in a PvP game, and Vegito Blue comes out, and only people that have been playing for a thousand days get to Zenkai him. So imagine, I mean, imagine it's just some absurdly good supportive King Kai unit, but who's like absolutely terrible to actually use or something. It's mostly for collection purposes. Like, yeah, I mean, honestly, at, at the end of the day, it might just end up being like a new outfit for Shallot or like a new. Well, I think at the very least, that's what it'll be. Maybe like a new outfit for Shala and like a PvP like message or something. I don't know. I think for Maybe the people, some card art. Yeah, I think and that would be for everybody probably. I think for the people who have logged in for a thousand days though, I think 
at least something like either a Zenkai for a unit that exists already or a new unit as like a maybe not like some super overpowered unit, but more so just like a a symbol that you've been playing the game for a thousand days. Like um, yeah, there has to be uh, like, something that they give to show yeah, loyalty. like a, like a Hercule that's wearing like that cape and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. And he also paralyzes and poisons the entire uh, opponent's stop, stop. team. We're, we're not, we're not going. I specifically did not mention that. Well, I, I like the idea <laughs> of a new flare on your account. That sounds fun. Or a title or something. Yeah, I don't know. Well, because titles, you always kind of That's switch true. them around and can't really show them all off. I don't. I keep the year one wish for the Porto Mag title on lock, like because that that's one of the rarest titles at this point. Most of the other ones that. have cycled back. But if you didn't specifically wish for that one, there's been absolutely no way to get it. So, that's yeah, it. I got the King Kai one after I made that mistake on the first year. I got both of them, so I didn't. I knew when as soon as I saw it, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be something that is going to be hyper exclusive." I want it. <laughs> but it's also thousand... just a title. I'll get the thousand this... crystals and I'll get an all hero summon. Give me this fucking title. Well, I have made sure I never missed one of those top cut titles for that, so I could have the complete collection. Yeah, for me it's like titles. I don't care about them because they don't really do anything. I don't care about the competitive ones because just the unbalanced nature of how the JP players get an advantage to farm the leaderboards is screw all that. But some of the quirky ones that are that nobody else can really have. Yeah, I'll take those. All right, I think um, it's time to go over to the break before we move on to questions. And again. If you want your questions read on the podcast, make sure to join our Discord server or keep an eye out for our public Twitter. We are posting the questions thread on Twitter on Friday before the podcast. And on Discord, you can just drop them in. There is a channel, Legends Podcast Questions. With that said, we will be right back with our questions. So stick around and stay tuned. <laughs> All right. Welcome back, everybody. And uh, we're going to just jump right into the first question that is coming from our public Discord by Thundersama. The question is, if you could get one thing added or removed from Legends, what would it be? For example, Zenkai, certain units, battle system changes, new team formats, etc. So what do you think? Uh, my, I mean... my unrealistic answer to this game is bad met code and lag. And my realistic answer would be... Uh, that one tackle change where it enabled long-range tackling and it removed tap punch being able to conflict with tackle and interrupt it. I get rid of Zenkai. Well, I would. Entirely. Yeah, it, if we could replace Zenkai with the old style of free-to-play balance adjustments or just some system of constant tweaking of useless, unusable units, then yeah, I'd, I'd vote that too. Yeah, if if that was if that was a choice between the two, I think the worst decision they ever made was when they took the card draw speed off sidestep and charge step and reduced it, and then they turned it into card draw speed as a buff. You got this whole meme about Gogeta Blue needing the card draw speed. You got the whole community where a unit only really feels good with level one card draw speed. They feel great with level two, right? That that that's how units used to feel in the OG metas. And I, I miss that. That that that's the change that hurt me the most. Like oh uh, yes, peak one combo. Recovery. Yeah. I could actually pick a lot more than one thing for this list. Like I'd remove the guessing from Rising Rush and just make it connect. If you're good enough to hit with it, like if you get vanish, you get vanish. But if you connect, get rid of the guess game. I would. Yeah. Um, get rid I'm of interested in ideas gotcha. to add for this. 
Sorry, Joe, what, what was that? I had an interesting idea to add. What to add? So I've been thinking about it for a while. Like, you know, you have six characters in, in the team, maybe like one other slot somewhere, but like it's just first like a support role, someone to place it in there, which buffs the whole team somehow. Oh, you know, man. I have, way. I have asked for that before. Like, you, you have a unit that is literally like Dende or something off to the side, and maybe they can IT yeah. you out or they can give you a team heal at any moment, and that everybody would have access to this slot. and would allow you to run teams that uh like a you know don't have combat support character 100 yeah, yeah, yeah. like uh an actively usable equipment for in battle basically that yeah you just have like a little yeah, like, button off to so the side. Powered, like what you could, one, one could be like limit the other team rise and rush like one rise and rush for the match or something stupid like that like some like not so not so uh, game breaking but Something which is a bit quirky, it just buffs your whole team or debuffs the enemy team somehow. I see that being almost like what Doken just did with those little... Support like, memories, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking of. Yep. Like, you could, have, yeah. you could have one that you bring with you and you click play it and it shows the animation of Piccolo dying and then all the Dragon Balls turn to stone and then neither player can Rising Rush for like 30 counts oh, or something. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, there's a bunch of fun stuff they could do with it and... I think if the uh, the slot isn't tied to a Z ability or stats, you know, the the character will be universal, whoever you summon for or however you get these things. So go on any team, it'd be a whole nother layer of team building and everybody can be excited for the new, you know, utility unit or whatever you want to call them that's coming out in the near future. I think my answer to this question will. would be the thing I remove is probably what Nas said. If it's possible ever, which it probably isn't, but unrealistically, lag in PvP is like the most annoying thing ever. Yeah. So if I had to pick one, I mean, there's a few things I would probably get rid of, but if number one would probably be that. And then one thing I want to get added is um, card draw speed to go due to blue. That's it. <laughs> nice. So I think uh, what I would remove is uh, some some of the things you said, but what what I would like to add is equipment awakening, because it's hello frustrating. And what I would add, what I would add is customizable friend battle. So, you know, you can say, okay, unlimited HP or no paralysis or I don't know, rising rush deactivated or whatever you want to do. Ooh. Just like a little yeah. mod menu that only applies to yeah, friend exactly. casual battles. Or what about like an actual training mode? Like, um, you can actually have the AI like perform certain actions. So, like you can, you can get used to what it feels like to perfect vanish somebody. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, stuff like that, where it's like you can get used to um, understanding how it feels to do certain things in the game, get the timings down without having to actually queue up into a real match. Yeah, and lose points, <laughs> potentially. Yeah. yeah, no, the cool thing about that is they could totally steal a page from Dragon Ball Fighters book and like allow you to queue for ranked matches while you're in the training mode. And like while Professor is sitting there for... 20 minutes waiting for a match he can just be practicing juggling the ai and like it'll be like bing bing your match is ready like go to pvp and you just like hit yes and it interrupts uh, you takes you to the match like, like my my queue is an outlier situation i, I would is, dare say that 99.99 percent of the community will never deal with what me yourself goresh and ryudin dealt with last night no, what if they just I mean, ported? What if they just ported Dokkan into Legends that you could play during the queue? That'd be cool. Or like the <laughs> Dragon Ball Kakarot card game. Just play some Hearthstone. <laughs> yeah, while you're I mean, if it I shared one app in one store. Yeah, yeah, it'll all be one. 
maybe that's this new PVE mode. You're just going to start porting your Doken units over, and finally those whale boxes start paying off on both sides. Oh, man, yes. Yeah, I would so, say, realistically, though, anyone that's, like, top 5,000 or higher deals with elevated levels of annoyances in the queue. It just mm. scales up dramatically the higher you get. Um, I got the numbers right here, just in case Chet's curious. Well, now you tease them. Well, at okay, so every fifteen hundred RP past battle rank fifty. So at eighty two hundred RP, ninety seven hundred RP, eleven thousand two hundred, twelve thousand seven hundred, and fourteen thousand two hundred. Those are the uh, the RP thresholds you can hit. And when you hit 8200, it's the first time you start hitting a real Q in the Dragon Ball Legends. If you get to 9700, which is usually if you're trying to push for top uh, 1K, those are the people that really start to understand what, what we're talking about with the Q. If you push even further and maybe you're going for top 100, then you're going to expect a 30 to 45 minute wait queue if you're North American or EU. And that, that that's after you break 11.2. But the thing you is know, that even after 11.2, I fought people with less than 10 It sounds like the thing that would, at least temporarily, if not implemented well, permanently fix this would be if they just added more freaking levels past level 50. Like, oh, level 60, 70, 80, 90, 100. And just base the queue more around that than some arbitrary 2,000-ish RP range where nobody's available. Well, I think the issue is uh, originally I would get fights that would literally reward me one RP, right? And you lose, you lose 60 or some odd nonsense, right? And so you, you end up fighting literally 60 matches in the same amount of time, and you might get screwed over by some dude that just started his grind, but he's got a team that makes sure it's just look crap, right? And that that's the old system. The new one, now that you, you wait through the queue, but... I mean, now the regions are broken up. We all share the same ladder. They have to have the RP to represent it. Uh, we believe we discussed last week that no matter what I push my RP to this season, I'm going back to battle rank 35 again uh, here in a couple of days, right? And that that's one disastrous to all the BR30 players. But more importantly, all the players that are like, you know, they're done with their grind, they're not up there again. And so if we if we got soft resets on our RP and not a hard reset every single season then it might help fix the issue, but the RP might start getting insane in, uh, in a few weeks. There's a framework for all the newbies that's level 50 and below, but there's literally no framework for anyone who's ranked higher than 50, which is where any and all of the competitive players are going to be. So why not just develop a better framework for the, the post-50? Like, think of it even like Diablo 3. I mean, I don't know how many... Legends players are playing Diablo 3, but Diablo 3, you max out your character, you can't hit any more levels. You know, 60, 70, you're capped out. You can't go any further. And then there's the whole Paragon leveling system, which is like an ancillary or auxiliary leveling system that's like parallel yep. to the regular leveling system that kicks off after you've hit the normal max level cap, right? And it just goes from there. It's forever, yeah. Yeah, and that could just be, they could do something like that, where at, once you hit rank 50, you then assigned a number next to your name, and that number is like an ELO, and then from there you just so, based off of like yeah. a ranking that you know is determined based off of your. Win is that like prestige in Call of Duty to an extent? I guess. 
Uh, well, I mean, if you look up what an ELO is. It's just like skill. Yeah, I'd look that it's up. It's a number that's assigned to you based off of like your raw stats and skill, not so much just like. Yeah, it's your it's your MMR basically is what it is. But don't you still do yeah, soft resets on ELO systems? Electric light or either. Yeah, I mean, like a game like League of Legends will still rotate yeah, a League season, and then your ELO you jump down a couple tiers, and you have to grind your way back up. Elo is basically your internal or your yeah your internal MMR rating that isn't publicly displayed to anybody. All right, I think we're um, digressing yes, just sir. a little bit here, so I would suggest moving on to the next question uh, since we've discussed this one for quite a bit. Uh, the next question also from our public Discord server comes from Magnus, and it's not very specific, so you can kind of just add context if you like. What do you guys think of the idea of an equipment trading system, and how do you guys feel if they implemented the feature in a future update? Okay, well, if they're talking about like a trading system, like an exchange shop in the game where you could trade equipments that you have for like other equipments, then that could potentially be cool if you get like, like say you get an equipment that's got a red C on it, but you don't need that equip, and you could trade it to a AI shop for a, the equip you really want that comes with like a red C on it. That could be cool, but there will will never there never will in any gotcha game ever will there be trading between players. It will never. I don't even want to fantasize about it because it'll never happen. Like there's just too much yeah, room for too much exploited. Yeah, yeah, just just imagine all the reroll accounts that you would make exactly. for yourself yeah. and then trade in yourself. They, these trading systems will never be implemented. Now, the one thing I would like implemented, a lot of people are going for Z currently on the latest uh, Manja Vegeta item, right? I would love a system that would honor that Z ranking on the original item and feed into your Awakening item. Uh, maybe it's guaranteed to not be a yes. near perfect roll, so it's not going to be what the true item hunters are looking for. Maybe this item's not even capable going Z plus. It's like soft locked. I don't care. But I, I would like a way for these S's and Z's, more importantly the Z rolls on the platinum items. I don't really care about the other unawakened items, but I, I feel like these people that are hunting the Piccolo item, the Frieza item, the Maj Vegeta item that should translate into the awakening uh, some system to honor that they already have like a they already have like an ish to that right because you can use b equips to awaken most equips and stuff like that if i started using s equips give me a higher roll at a chance of getting another s equip i 100 percent agree with that like yeah like an optional item where you can put a why would in i there? never not use b's like why would you why would you never not use like your worst equipments oh but, i just like, I like that so Magnus yeah, actually specified in chat saying uh, he was talking about trading it with your friends. Yeah, they'll never do that. That'd be amazing. There's too much room for manipulation if that happened because like they would have to implement so many restrictions like, oh, you have to be you know above uh, Z level 200. You can only do it once a day. You have to be friends with the person. Like there's, they'd, they'd have to put in so many different like stipulations to that that it just at the end of the day, I don't think it would be worth it. No. It sounds a little crazy to compare it, but they think about Pokemon Go. I mean, I have like three accounts and I trade back and forth, back and forth between all these accounts and I get maxed out Pokemon or whatever. And I'm able to jump into competitive PvP with those Pokemon that I do. They could implement it, but it would just be, it's too much work for well, something yeah, like Pokemon a Pokemon Go is also like, not a gotcha game. Like all the monetization in that game I comes mean, from you buying Pokemon but yeah, it's not the same kind of thing, but it's still got RNG. All I'm saying is I could just make multiple accounts and con constantly trade between them until I get a good roll on a Pokemon I'm trying to get. Right? I can just have one account catch 50 of them 
and then just trade over my other one and hopefully one of them turns lucky and I get really good stats. And then I'm able to jump into PvP with that. So, I mean, it's, it's possible, but I just, I wouldn't see it happening. Like, I, I never bank on stuff, ever. Never put your faith in something that's just uh, not going to happen. <laughs> I would be, I'd be so happy if they did it, because Goresh, I would, uh, I'd like to trade that uh, Awakened. Please give me your <laughs> I'm oh. like a thousand plus rolls in, and it still isn't Z. So, I mean, I can give you some Z Frieza Force equips if you'd like. Give me that gua or whatever it's called. One. You got Ooh. it. I'll do it. It has a red slot on the middle one. Okay. Ooh, I Getting have, six I of those is like collecting the infinity stones. <laughs> yeah, I have one that has two red slots on the first and the third slot. It's a Z. And uh, this is like the holy grail. I have a Z of that, but we're not talking about how long it took. Yeah. How long or how much? Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All, All right. I think. Love. I think we're going to move on to the next question. We have time for maybe one or two more. Uh, the next question is by one of our regulars, Ryan Tellector or RMT in the chat. Um, and I want to direct this question to you, Joe, at, uh, first. What would you like to see in the next battle version update? Um, I actually haven't thought about this one, to be honest. Um, somebody, some, someone else go ahead. Let me think about it this minute. Okay. Um, okay, I'm going to have to... I say this all the time. I think the time it takes for an opponent to beat tackle is too long. How many times have you guys got into a moment where your opponent tackle, let's say you tackle and your opponent, let's go say goes for a tap attack, like you're shoulder checking the guy already. You're already making contact and yet they still have like two seconds to press the strike card to beat it. I think it's too long. It's too forgiving. I think I would shorten that. I would say this. I would agree with that if tap punches could clash with tackle. Yeah, if yes, tap please. could be if tap could beat it and not strike, because strike gives them the combo, and I feel for you there. But you should be able to tap cancel it if you catch them in the in the tackle. I say That's this fine. every time we get a new battle system, every single time, put in some sort of punishment for not engaging in an attack for like more than seven counts or something. So if you're just sitting in the back, just go fishing per, for perfect vanishes, and you haven't initiated any card for seven counts, because seven counts is definitely a lot longer than you guys think. If yeah. you're not doing anything for seven counts, maybe you start losing key, maybe you start losing vanish, stuff vanish. like that. So it actually it, like it incentivizes people to do stuff instead of just fishing for perfect vanishes. Oh, I, I had start taking their dragon balls away. I, I don't, I don't know how impactful <laughs> this would be, but imagine if every time you sidestepped, you lost just like five percent of your vanish gauge. That would be brutal. You just sit there and spam sidesteps trying to get a perfect vanish. You can still get it back immediately. It's not like just because you sidestepped, like your opponent got you, but they could totally catch you after that. It would, well, you'd be less a panic swipey and you get punished for it. What people will start doing then is they would wait for somebody to sidestep and then they would just immediately blast. No, no. If it, well, I mean, I, I picked a low percent, but the idea is that you wouldn't be able to just catch them with them unless they're point blank. But the people that are in the back just constant, and I do it too. You you can kind of feel it out. It's appropriate if you would, but uh, you can get a P on the back, and it, it would definitely punish it a lot more than just a random blue card. I remember their like initial philosophy behind the entire tackle buff was to stop people from playing passively, and all it did was nothing. So you know, yeah, I've been saying this for people a while. more passive. Cards are just way too powerful versus tackle. Because now people just wait there anticipating it. It made people more passive. It's like, ah, oh, bring it. I'm, I, I'm literally floating on well, the strike need... card. I know you're going to come here and tackle. 
we need more units like the uh, EX Super Vegeta that can just completely nullify your opponent's Vanish Gage and lock him into an attack. Pycon the GOAT. That's why Pycon's the best character in the game and you don't see him anywhere. <laughs> well, he's scary. Oh God. You, 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 yeah, he's get, scary. you get a Saiyan unit or an Android unit, frankly, at this point to carry that ability. We can start doing some work. Yeah, to be honest, I agree. To be honest, I probably, I'd probably agree with Goresh. Maybe punishing people who just stay back for for a long time at least. Um, and also, like Ryudin said, the strike um, animation with the tackle is just a bit too long, I think. So I think if that made, had an adjustment to it, it might be a bit of an improvement. I don't know how they can do that, but... I think they should remove the guests from Rising Rush. Just make it connect. Oh, okay. Mega I do think so. The league thing that we do, if you guys don't watch the league, uh, it goes up on five nine Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, it's just us fighting, it's just for fun, whatever else. But having the guaranteed rising rush kind of makes it fun because it's like you really have to be strategic with it. Then, like, I, I like that too. I, I have to agree. I would actually probably oh, lean towards that Yeah, just it, you just you get set damage on a rising rush. Like, it's cool they made that change and it's significantly better than it was, yeah. but I have to agree with Nas on that. I do like and that. Do you limit that to like one a match then maybe? Or would you I wouldn't even I, nowadays, I mean yes and no. Like there's ways to get out of rising rush and stuff like that. Yeah, that'd be cool. You know, if if you could set that, that'd be cool. But I don't necessarily want that every single time because there's times where I need that, right? Like there are definitely times where it's like I just can't kill a unit or something. Like there's no way I'm gonna kill it. I need that rising rush to be able to even get a chance. Right. Just get good. I think <laughs> I've been trying to do that. I've been trying to do that for like a year now. So the, the main oh, problem with the pacing of Rising Rush, which they claimed they altered, but it doesn't really seem like they did, is the Dragon Balls. The frequency they appear is too front loaded on the first Rising Rush, and then too not front loaded or just way random. Like one player will get the fourteen Dragon Balls, and I'll still be sitting there with like my eighth one or none, like. They should spread out that, like, linear progression of how you get the Dragon Balls. Like, maybe it takes, like, double the amount of time to get the first Rising Rush, but then you keep consistently getting them until you get your second one. Instead of, again, you getting your first one. Like, every game, every match I'm in, usually someone has Rising Rush by 158 timer counts. Like, it's guaranteed by that point almost. Maybe if they pace that out a little bit, to where that's actually normally normal to happen around like 145 timer counts, but then you can get the second one a little faster to make up for that. I don't know, but they could they could definitely work on that as well. I think that they've uh, they've taken the rising rush, nerfed it if you would, and they they're parting it off to abilities again. I mean, you can see how nasty DKP and Blue 21 is right now. You're almost guaranteed to double rush your opponent in that match, right? And so, I, I don't know, I, I feel like we're going to start seeing more units coming out with more Dragon Ball manipulation. I mean, we just got the, I guess, the, the two new Dragon Ball units, you know, it's uh, yep. it, it's definitely, and we've mused about it before, that there's that raid buff that gets you 50% Dragon Ball generation chance. I mean, it's only a matter of time until that's actually on a green card. You know what's crazy is, uh, speaking of Dragon Ball manipulation, maybe I'm not the only one, but uh, man, that... Purple Vegeta is scary to face just because I've had so many matches where after I take out Purple Vegeta, let's say my opponent has already been fortunate enough to use a Rising Rush. By the time I get my first, because he took away three Dragon Balls, they already have their second. 
happens more often than I'd like to admit. I'm like, wow, is the math wrong somewhere? Or am I just that unlucky? So like these characters that take away Dragon Balls are just so unbelievably valuable right now. That's why you see Purple Vegeta everywhere. Because like if your opponent rising rushes you and now you're like, oh, I got to come back here. I got to make a play. They'll almost always just toss away the Purple Vegeta. And then at that point, you don't get that rush. You just buffed up their squad. And then it's like, ah, oh, man, the up, the, the, the hill I got to climb just got steeper. Yeah, Dragon Ball He's manipulation is hopefully something they do dive more into. I like, I would like that because obviously they're not gonna change the fundamental concepts of Rising Rush. So manipulating how it plays out in battle is really the only way to to deal with it. Honestly, I would say that and cover rescues like Twenty Ones and you know Super Saiyan Three LF Goku and stuff. Well, I I like uh. I like the idea of locking the Rising Rush. I don't think we have a character that does that in the game right now, right? Oh, let's no. That would be. I think a, that would be like people like would get super upset for that. I don't think we should do Beerus. that. Well, yeah, well, pretty much. It for like ten seconds or twenty timer counts, you mean where they can't hit the button like Beerus does with your main? Or you ha have a defensive uh, unit come out that like you know for the for five timer counts or t when they come into the field, the opponent's rush can't be used. Yeah, that's not. I don't think that they would do that because that is uh, that's super duper. Yeah, Vegito <laughs> Blue draws a strike arts awesome. when he uses a strike arts, and that that's pretty recent. Yeah, but the Rising Rush is like the pinnacle of the mechanics here. It's the most influential one to say like, no, you're not allowed to use it. Might Beerus be locks your main dude. That at the one fifty five timer count, if Beerus showed up around one forty, you're screwed. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're not wrong, but I think he's the only one that can do that. Um, okay, wait, Tapion locks green and blue. Does he touch yeah. your main ability? No, I think um, Beerus is the only one to do that. Hence why they gave him the Legends Limited status. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, think, uh, I think Beerus is the only one. I can't think of anybody else that locks main ability. Tapion does lock your main ability with his green, I think. Right? It is Tapion? Really? Yeah, I thought it was just the uh, blues and greens. Okay, maybe I'm getting it confused with future Gohan. Tapion locks it with his main ability, I think. Oh, I'm checking okay. right now. There it Seals enemy's main ability for 15 hammer guns. Okay, so he, there's two characters then. I thought Tapion I mean, had it. It's not nearly as good as Beerus's because he just switches in because it screws you every time. But yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, Legends Limited unit comes out and they can they can literally say no to Rising Rush. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. I could totally see that thing, I think. Uh, main ability lock on Beerus is like the most under-talked about overpowered abilities in the game. Yep. Pretty much. All right. I think that's it for today. Well, I think I know that's it for today. We're going to wrap it up. So um, again, make sure to follow us on all our social medias. I'm going to put the link in the chat right now. So you can follow us on all, you know, TikTok, Reddit, Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube. So make sure to follow us everywhere to stay up to date, to engage with us, and to also put your questions in for the podcast on our Discord and our Twitter. The premiere of this uh, will air in about 24 hours and 15 minutes, to be specific, because that's what we do. And um, yeah, we hope that you have a good rest of your week or a good start to your week. And we'll see you again here for episode 20 on next Sunday. Anything I missed, Nas? Not that I know of. I do believe the Twitch channel will be active throughout the evening. I'm sure Truth will have like 1,900 more joking videos they'll want to record tonight and stream for if y'all have some fun. 
So I would anticipate uh, just keeping an eye on your notifications because Five Nine will be providing you entertainment for the greater portion of the weekend. Hopefully you will uh, stick around with us. Other than that, I think we're done. We're good to go. All right, then take care, everybody, and uh, we'll see you all in the next ones. Bye, everybody. See you.